Hey everyone, Double G from the Fight Game Podcast and Fight Game Media. We're doing a $25 Amazon gift card giveaway. The way to enter is to rate and review us five stars on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. How do you do that? Take a screenshot and send that screenshot to gg at fightgamemedia.com. We'll keep this going for two weeks. At the end of the two weeks, we'll choose a winner via random and email that winner. Unfortunately, because of how this stuff generally works, we can only do this for U.S. residents. We're very sorry about that. Make sure you also subscribe or follow our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. This also helps us out a ton. Thank you very much. Now, on to the show. Hey now, it's Brace for Impact, and I am your host, Mike Gilbert, and I am joined, as always, by J.D. By God, Oliva. How you doing, J.D.? I'm great. I've been doing ad reads. I'm all yeah. loose and ready to go now. Yeah, man. I hope that commercial gets some uh, gets some play over on the, the Fight Game Media Network. we got to send that over to Papa Garrett, man. But I'm hoping you guys will dig it. It's a good ad read that we uh, we just spit out. I think we, uh, I think we nailed it. I feel really <laughs> confident about that. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's going to be a good commercial that we just cut. Hopefully, you guys will hear it on some of the other podcast apps soon. But hey, how's your week been going, man? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Actually, pretty t- well, up and down. Let's go down. My wrestling team is shut down. <laughs> we had something, I want to say like six or seven kids with COVID. Wow. Maybe, maybe more. We had this big tournament. And I was, that's why I had my wife staying up north for two weeks. I'm like, just just get out of town because I'm going to have a super spread event. Turns out, if you've had, if you, if you're vaccinated, then you caught the thing, then you got boosted. You may be immortal because yes. I, I had my 152 powder literally coughed on me and I've, you know, been, I've passed every test. So, yeah. you know, mask up and, you know, get vaxxed and all that stuff, because this is uh, it's a little sticky out there. But that was the mm-hmm. bad news. And uh, good news. I put out a new book. I'll talk a little bit more about it at the end of the podcast. Oh, yeah, I definitely want to hear about that. So what, one of the things that one of the things that we've learned about this thing is if if you've had it, even if you haven't been vaccinated, if you've had it recently, like you're pretty well protected, probably even more protected than somebody that's been vaccinated. Now, I'm not advocating don't get vaccinated. You absolutely should. I happen to be vaccinated and I've seen people I've seen the differences of the people that have had the virus that have been vaccinated versus not. And it's a stark difference. OK, so that's yeah. not what I'm saying. But I think there's probably going to be some new guidance coming down, because right now, if you're unvaccinated, you're kind of treated as a second class citizen, like you can't go and do things and yada, yada, yada. But if you're unvaccinated and you've had it recently and you've overcome it, you know, you, you have like the same or even more protection than someone that is vaccinated. So I think there's going to be some CDC guidance coming out. That's something that they had talked about here in the clinic. Um, I personally have been working like up to my ears in COVID stuff this week, and I've been learning a lot, man. So I, um, we on Monday, I sent two of my airmen to go down to the testing clinic to help out and do the testing because I work in a clinic. Right. Mm-hmm. And somebody that was in the testing clinic doing the testing had it and spread it throughout the clinic so they they had to shut that down and then basically do like a big turnaround and get different people in there so i have two of my guys that are on quarantine right now they're they're isolated as we speak i'm not getting them back till uh this coming up monday and then uh 
Uh, so a lot of the medics that I work with, they're out right now. And so we're, 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 you know, up to our ears. We've had, oh, well over a hundred cases a day. And then I have been actually, they pulled me into the fight, calling people, telling them, Hey, Hey, you're positive. This is the rules. Like they gave me like this matrix of like, Hey, okay, you, you, you're a close contact or you're positive, And this is what you have to do. If you've been vaccinated and boosted, you're here. If you, if you've been vaccinated, and not boosted, then you're here. If you're unvaccinated, then you're here. It's like, it's like a whole crazy thing that they got going on. So uh, I've been learning a lot this week. Yeah. We had um, the school district strongly recommended that everybody get tested before coming back from the holiday. So I did, cause I've been testing myself every few days. Cause like I said, <laughs> we hosted a super spreader event last weekend. Um, so we did PCR, my first PCR test. So I stood in line outside for an hour and 20 minutes it's, it's Chicago, or it's actually suburban Chicago. Not even suburban. We're out in the boonies where there's no trees. So the wind is whipping through you at three mi- at three degrees outside. So I froze my nuts off waiting to get my PCR test done. And I said, so when am I going to get the results? List? And she looks at me and goes, she goes, oh, you're not. If you're positive, you might get a phone call. <laughs> and I said, well, that's just freaking fantastic. <laughs> I'm going home now. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> this sucks, man. I can't. I think this is I do think I'm maybe I'm just not. Through this. I do think this is light at the end of the tunnel because mm-hmm. mathematically the whole country is going to have this or be exposed to it by like tomorrow. So yeah. it can't go on this much longer. It just can't. No, no. I, I so they they did so today and like they we had like this COVID war room huddle type of thing this morning, and they said, look, just reiterate to your people, and that's what I'm doing to to you and to everybody else that I've been talking to. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Omicron is not that bad, but no. it spreads quicker than all of them. Most of the cases are mild. That's kind of a bad cold, and um, but once you get it, you're protected for a long time. So it's like, hey, a lot of people are going to get it, and then we're going to be fine for a while. We, you know, the restrictions are going to start coming off and stuff like that. So I think this is going to be a good thing once this is over. I, I hope this is right. It's run real. It's funny because it's run real parallel to the Spanish flu from a hundred years ago, and it had the th- Spanish flu had these three big waves, and the biggest wave is the one every the last one. It's the one that everybody caught, but like this, it's the one that seems to be the least um, severe. I'll use that term. So hopefully. Hopefully by February, man, we can all start getting this behind us and spring summer we can be like, hey, remember that COVID thing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember when we have to used to wear those dopey masks everywhere? Everywhere we went. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I don't think people came to this show to listen about COVID talk. Are you sure? Like I'm pretty like, sure. That it's like a it's COVID like a talk with I know COVID talk with Mike and JD, right? Well, we've been greatly affected by it this week, so that's why we're talking about it. We always start a podcast off with uh sure. with uh, some personal talk. Hey, um, I did a thing this week for the podcast. I uh, you know what? I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to buy some friends. I, uh, <laughs> I did a con. So I'm not working with fight TV anymore. They have worked, kind of like in high school. <laughs> yeah. They, they've kind of, they kind of shrank their, their, uh, their, the amount of people that are doing those contests that I used to do. That's kind of how I started to come of age and on Twitter. So I was like, you know what I, what I'll do is, is I will just, I'll hold a contest and I'll just buy the damn thing. So the money that I get from fight game just goes to my PayPal and my wife doesn't look at it. So it's like untouched. It's like untraceable cash. So I'm like, screw it. I'll just, uh, I'll use that. And what I'll do is I'll just try to uh, lure in some listeners. And so we actually did get some new subscribers this week. All so right. I'm really, I'm, yeah, I'm really excited about that. They're entered into the contest. Um, uh, you know, I will announce the winner to Friday night, which if you're listening to this would probably be tonight. So just follow me on Twitter at Mike Gilbert 311 and uh, I'll announce the winner, man. But we, we did get a lot of a contestants. That was really cool. Cool, man. I hope if you're new to the show, I hope you're enjoyous. We're kind of stupid. 
Yeah, yeah. We we have a lot of fun. We love Impact. We we like to talk Impact. We like to make fun of Impact. Um, and uh, tonight will be no different because there's some yeah. funny stuff. There's some funny stuff that happened, but mostly good stuff, I would say. So let's go ahead and get into the show, man. I'm going to pull up this uh, this Observer report here. Um, <clears throat> so on uh, BTI, uh, Juice Robinson, still in the company as of right now. I didn't even know that he made it to this last set of tapings. Uh, he was joined by David Finley. And defeated Raj Singh with the the dearly departed Rohit Raju on a BTI. So current Rohit Raju is dead. Hakim Zayn lives. Yeah, yeah. Rise, he rises up like the phoenix. There, Hakim Zayn. So see him on all your Chicago Indies. So this is, and I will by the way. So this is interesting. Is like so we're past because New Japan always is known for like the January first contract stuff. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything about Juice or Finley, and there was a big topic of conversation throughout the year of what's going to happen to these two and they you know it's at the seventh now and i haven't i haven't heard a thing about those two i wonder i wonder what's going to happen with them yeah i i wonder too and as far as rohit raju goes uh i just want to make everybody aware that we will be talking about the news and contracts and people coming and going we'll be talking breaking all that down on patreon we're going to just focus on tonight's episode but yeah it's kind of kind of interesting what's happening with juice robinson and david finley lots of turnover happening in a lot of companies right now lots of turnover going on so if you yeah. want that real dirt you're gonna to have to pay for it and you're gonna to have to cut cop get it up you're gonna to have to cut pop garrett a check or mm-hmm. just, you know, use PayPal and jump on Patreon because that's where the good stuff is. And that's how I'm able to give away free pay-per-views. So there you go. Um, so the, the show starts off with a Ultimate X preview. We got Chelsea Green, Lady Frost, and Tasha Steeles with Savannah Evans. They defeated Jordan Grace, Rachel Elring, and Rosemary with Havoc. Um, I would say this was a pretty decent match, a nice little opener here. And uh, Chelsea Green ended up getting the, the win with the, uh, the Unprettier. So what would you think of the first match? I was ready to hate it because it's my least favorite trope in professional wrestling. The can they get along? Can they coexist? And this was, you know, a little bit of that, but it wasn't like um it wasn't over the top. There was no. a couple little run-ins. Again, I don't I it's funny because WWE is just like it makes you hate things that they do over and over again. So if you see it anywhere else, I, I feel like I'm immediately blinded by ugh, I don't want to like this. But this was always oh, better than I thought it was gonna be, to be honest with you. You know what I thought was cool was uh, Lady Frost's entrance. Like she came yeah, out, and then like they did like the the snowflakes, and then they had mm-hmm. the snow around the screen. I thought that was kind of cool. Like yeah. Impact stepped up their game a little bit with her entrance video. No, it seemed. I think they're. Uh, I think they're pretty invested in her. It seems like this is someone they're going to get behind for the next few years. I think this is a good. I think it's a good addition for everyone all around. I think it's a good pickup there. I, I think. Too. I think they should be invested in her. I I happen to enjoy her work. I think that she's mm-hmm. somebody that they can get behind. Yeah, but we don't get that with everybody. Not everybody that comes in gets like the. But that's like that with any company, you know. You get in, not yeah. everybody gets like the company behind them. But it seems like, um, it seems like they're really ready to kind of go, you know, all in with nah, maybe not all in, but like you know, mostly in with Lady mm-hmm. Frost, which is a good call because uh, she's she's female high flyer. You don't see a ton of that, so I'm, I'm a fan. I'm into, yeah. I'm into it. Uh, next, we got a video package for the Hard to Kill main event. Uh, Moose, Morrissey, and Cardona all talked about how people see them, a villain, monster, and hero, respectively. Uh, but all that matters is what they saw themselves as. Um, and then uh, afterwards, we got a promo from Moose saying that he's uh, days from stepping in the ring with two men who hate him, and he has, uh, who he has angered more and more. Moose said he is willing to do anything to retain the world title, and he won't complain about the odds. Instead, he'll prove to the world why he is the greatest champion in all of professional wrestling. Uh, I thought this was pretty strong, man. Um, I, I'm still not all that interested in this main event. Um, I think it's 
you know, as far as the matches on the show, it's probably like fourth or fifth down the line of what I'm interested in as uh, on what's hard to kill. But um, I thought the video package was pretty strong. I thought um, I loved Moose's promo. Moose mm-hmm. has really turned into a damn good promo. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't like the poem thing. It just felt forced to me. And I just, okay. I don't know, that didn't, the little, that didn't land with me very hard. I, I did like Moose's promo a lot. I, I agree with what you're saying on this main event, though. I, I think this should just be Cardona and, and Moose. Like, it just, Morrissey just doesn't feel like he's really, like, actively involved. But you know who else doesn't feel like they're super invested in this thing? Matt Cardona. Have you mm-hmm. seen his, his Twitter page today? Is nothing but him and Joey Janela. Yeah. Which, by the way, is a thousand times more interesting than <laughs> what's going on here with this, which is a shame because this is a world title program. And I feel like Moose is all in, but I feel like nobody else is really all in on this. It's just, mm. it's weird, man. Like, I feel like they pushed this main event really hard and I'm still kind of like, eh. Yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at with it, even though I, I did like the uh, the promo video and I like all the rest of it. Videos well and, good. Dude, yeah. they, they are, um, they don't get enough credit for how good the, the promo packages they put together are like they're as good mm-hmm. as any promo packages in wrestling right now. I, I, really I that. yeah, I totally agree. Um, but yeah, no, I'm still not all that interested. Um, I think Cardona right now is working for every company in the world, so it's hard for him to kind of pinpoint exactly where his focus is going to be oh, as no, far as the social media I'm goes. You look at his Twitter; it's it's ninety percent GCW Joey Janela. Him and no, Joey today Janela. it was. Today it was. They they did the the they did the Mr. Perfect Flair and Savage and uh, they did. 1992. Yeah, they did. It's a great <laughs> angle, great throwback. Big fan, big big yeah. fan. But um, like that just seems like where his investment is. Even while the show, like he's doing some stuff with the show. But again, I don't blame him. The booking there is way better. Like it's just so much more interesting well, than what we've got here. Yeah, he's being a heel there, and everything he's doing there is fun. And what he's doing here just seems like, hey, it's like, hey, remember Zack Ryder? We yeah. got him here too, you know? Yeah, and it, it hurts Chelsea too because she's a thousand times more interesting in the other role than she is here. <clears throat> I don't know. But, What's at risk in a heel, by the way? I know she's she's got the uh, Bob Orton Jr. you know <laughs> issue going on with her wrist. It's gonna actually gonna have that cast forever. I think she's actually legitimate. Though. I think she legitimately has the Bob Orton injury. Like he <laughs> kayfabe that thing for three years. I think hers is like legit. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then we got a commercial which we'll we'll go into detail about uh, this. But uh, New Japan's return to Access TV right after Impact on March third. Uh, I'm looking forward to that, man. That's really cool. Little little uh, New Japan needs this too, by the way. They've yes. been they've been hurting in the U.S. without a television presence, and it's access so you limited limited, but it's it's what really helped launch them in this company or in this country. Excuse me. So, I great. I have a, I have a personal story about that. I you know I lived in Japan for two years. I went to the the uh, the Tokyo Dome and I actually saw Brock Lesnar win the IWGP title there, right? That's and that awesome. and that's why I went there. He was in the main event um, against uh, God. I want to say it was Fujita and Masahiro Chono um, in the in the main event there, and that's when he won the the world title. I want to say oh five oh six time frame. It was Nakamura, right? He's wrestling Nakamura. Was not he did a match with Nakamura singles, but he actually won the title in a triple threat match. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, so not New Japan. You yes, said that and that blew my mind. Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. must have forgotten about that. Well, this was the dark days of New Japan. Oh, yes. This is so Nokiaism run wild. This, uh, you know, Tokyo Dome gets what 40, 50, 60,000 people. There might have been 15,000 people there that day. Oh, um, so, so lots of empty seats. Than, so still more than, than two days ago. 
Well, yeah, but they didn't have the Rona back then. It was just, you know, Enoki was booking. That's what it was wrong. Yeah. (laughs) But I, so I, I went there purely for Brock. I didn't, the only uh, new Japan people I knew was Chono (laughs) and, and uh, Tenzon. I knew them from WCW and that, and that was really, and I think, um, and I think Yuji Nagata was on the show too. So oh, like, yeah, the, and then never gone anywhere yet. right. And then um, they had some TNA wrestlers. I think they had Matt Morgan and they had some other uh, AJ Styles might've been there. So I, I was there for the American wrestlers. So I, that was the only show I've been to. It was the only time I watched new Japan. I didn't watch another new Japan show until they debuted on access TV years later, like, I mean, like 12, like 12 years later. I think you're speaking for the vast majority yeah. of Americans. Like, like I remember this is like it was Jim Ross's big return too. you know, I was getting him involved in doing stuff with Josh Barnett and like, so it's like, there's, um, there's a lineage there and I'm kind of happy to, I'm not kind of happy. I am happy. I'm glad I'm, I'm because that Roku thing. Nope. Nobody watches the Roku channel. Nope. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm hoping that it'll help uh, bring some uh, viewers over to, uh, to impact. Um, even though it's a completely different style of show, I, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll talk more about that on the, yeah, we'll talk more about that on the Patreon. I got some, I got some thoughts there. Um, next we got, uh, Jonah defeating, uh, our, our buddy, our friend, our pal, Jake, something. Um, this was essentially a glorified, uh, squash match, except for Jake did get some uh, offense there. Um, and Jonah did sell for him, but ultimately it was made to look Jonah, like look, make Jonah look like he's a monster. I think they succeeded afterwards. You got Josh Alexander coming out and, uh, they, they brawled for a little while. They did the referee. Yeah. They did the referee pull apart. And the next thing, you know, Jonah, uh, slamming him, does the big senton, the big splash, and then does the splash through the table and, uh, beats the hell out of a uh, Josh Alexander and a pretty strong angle there. Yeah. I liked it. Um, here's a question. <clears throat> they cut to commercial and Jake is, is like, oh, Jake turned the tables on Jonah. We come back from commercial and oh, Jonah turned the, Jonah's like the advantage over Jake something. And I just wondered, I'm like, because this is a tape show. Why are we actually wrestling through the commercial breaks on a tape show? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's more of a rhetor- You can't answer that. It's a rhetorical question. Right. But why? It's so weird. Yeah. Not that it matters. Yeah, I, I thought this was strong. Um, I honestly, going into this, I thought this was going to be the end of Jake in uh, Impact, given that there seems to be kind of a turnover happening. But um, I don't know, per his social media, it looks like he's ready to do it again. So maybe he's sticking around Impact a little bit longer. But hey, where, where do you think? So, you know, we're big fans of Jake and he, um, it seems like they have him slotted at a certain level and he just can't seem to get past that in Impact. Like they've, they've given him title shots, but he loses and then he goes back down to the pre-show and, and losing to guys on the way up. You know, what, what do you think Jake should do? Where do you think he should go? So I just wrote an article this week. Oh, thank, oh thank, really? Thank you for oh, setting really? up for that. Mike. Oh, okay. Volleyball bumps. That's Mike. <laughs> um, I wrote an article this week. I submitted it to Russell Joy. Not sure when they're going to publish it, but I actually wrote a thing because Ninja Mac from GCW has uh, just announced that he is going to be the first American Gaijin going to Noah since about 2019. So that's really awesome. So I wrote an article saying who are five guys that I think that Pro Wrestling Noah, uh, one of my favorite companies, I'm a huge Noah fan, should look into because they they need Gaijin, in my opinion. They need guys to spice it up. They have a great roster. They have an old roster. And the number two guy on my list was one Jake something. I also included Rahit Raju in that list because he would also fit in great. Yes, yeah, I I think that he would fit in absolutely fantastically. Um, hey JD, before we get to the next topic, uh, I want to talk about our premium service, Fight Game Media Network Plus. 
Um, here's what we're going to be doing uh, in January. So each and every week right here on Brace for Impact, we will get into our bonus content where we, we actually recap the show here on the free feed. And then once we get to the Patreon, we'll cover all the big news that's happening and we'll do a bunch of bonus content, Q&As, watch alongs, uh, everything in between. If I do interviews, we'll get those early. We've we'll, we'll, we got a lot of cool stuff happening on the Patreon. Plus all of the shows that are on the Fight Game Media Network free feed will have bonus shows each and every month. Um, all your favorite shows that are on the Fight Game Media Network. Uh, tons of content coming your way. Plus, John LaRocca and Gigi just started January 1998 uh, WWF Raw reviews. And I think that everybody should go out of the way to check those out. And also, I think we just got high tension back for a, a brief moment in time, right? Yes, not with me, but the high tension <laughs> did come back. It was yeah. Justin sat with our buddy Jeremy Feinstone, the godfather of Brace for Impact. Absolutely. And New Japan Wrestling's uh, Chris Samsa. And yes. talk about tonight recap of Russ of uh Russell Kingdom. So that was a great I got to listen to it because I uploaded it to the YouTube page earlier today. What a great show. Those guys knocked it out of the park. Yeah, they did, man. And you got uh, Scott Edwards' Joshi show, and you got uh, the Dynamite show with Paul Fontaine and uh, Jeff Hawkins. So lots of cool stuff on Fight Game Media Network Plus. So head over there, throw down your five bucks and subscribe, man. That's how we pay the bills. That's how we keep the lights on. So we appreciate everybody's uh, support there. But we'll, hey, we'll go ahead and get back into uh, the next uh, the next thing that's going on here. Um, Masha, oh, we got a video package for Deanna Prazo versus Mickey James for the knockout title. And again, another solid video package. I really dug this. Um, a lot of video packages this week. A lot of video packages. It's a go-home show for Hard to Kill, brother. Mm -hmm. And then next, we got Masha Slamovich making her uh, con contracted uh, Impact Wrestling debut. She defeated some chick named Sandra Moon. Uh, I guess she's a local, but it was a complete and total squash there. Um, Slamovich hit a, a strike combo. She actually hit a a, a spinning back fist that looked pretty brutal on this poor kid. I heard it. Yeah. No working involved in that. Just slap the taste out of your mouth. Yeah. And then she had her Northern Lights bomb for the win. Uh, her finish looked really brutal. I loved every second of this. I think uh, they got somebody on their hands here with Masha Slamovich. Call that what it is. They call it a Northern Lights bomb, but it looks nothing like a Northern Lights suplex. That is a modified Emerald Flosion. And it, yes. looks, it looked like someone had channeled Mitsawa Misawa into Masha Slamovich for a moment is great. This is how you get new talent over. This is how a squash should look. Loved it. Absolutely, man. I, I really do believe that like um, here pretty soon, we're going to see her and Deanna go at it on pay-per-view for the world title. And I wouldn't be surprised if Masha got the title here pretty soon. I, I am that high on this girl. She's incredible. I am too. I would like, I like to see them build a little bit. I'd like to yeah. see a six month build, get her like over, get people really wanting to see it. Like make her Goldberg, have her Goldberg, everybody, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I'm, I'm down with that too, man. Um, but I, I do think that she's the future of this division. hundred percent. Uh, backstage, we cut to Steve Macklin, who uh, talking uh, about finally getting his singles match for the X Division title. Macklin said he is unpinned and unsubmitted, and that Gail Kim made the mistake of signing the match. Uh, Gail Kim overheard that and said, if he doesn't win, he's not getting another title shot as long as Trey Miguel is champion. So, got a little bit of a stipulation here, man. So, hopefully, our our buddy Macklin uh, gets it. Stips. I like using Gale here, by the way, as I've been advocating less Scott Demore on this show. This also bleed, bleeds into my theory of Scott really turning heel because this is clearly babyface GM stuff. Mm -hmm. Did you think the stipulation is more of a babyface thing, though? Like, you have to beat If you don't beat him, you're never going to get another shot again. Like, that's really, like... Yeah. That, that's that's, like, a, that's what, weird. That's what Cody did in AEW for the world title, right? It is. So, it it like, is. Did they adhere to that? I just... I don't... I mean, like... 
Why are we stacking the deck for the big for the bigger, stronger, more dynamic heal? That that is true. That doesn't make a ton of sense. And unless they're going to be turning Macklin babyface, which I don't know that they are. Foresee, I mean, like I, honestly, I think he could be a big good babyface. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. um, not now and not against Trey. No, like it just. I don't feel like that. I get the I get them adding a step, right? A step makes sense, but the whole you have to win this, or you never get another shot again, like that's like Memphis booking. That's what you do with the underdog baby face. It just it felt it felt weird to me, and it felt like it, it missed the target a little bit. But I don't know. It should be a really good match. Yeah, and th- this was going to be on the pre-show, and they moved it to the main show. Is this I- what I heard? Dude, I don't know what happened. So they they announced on the actual TV show that this match was was moved to the pre-show. I missed that. Okay. Yeah, they they did like towards the end when they were running down the card. Um, they announced that, but then Why? on but then on Twitter, if you look on Twitter, it doesn't say anything about it. In fact, they they continue to talk about it with the stipulation. It says nothing about it being moved to the pre-show. So I don't know. I thought this was one of the top four or five matches on the show. Like I don't it's know got- why that would be moved. It's got one of the, if not the best built. No, I'll say it. This is the best built match going into the show. Yeah. And it's, it, and it's for one of the more prestigious titles. Like, put the fucking knockouts tag team titles on the pre-show. Let let them go play on the pre-show. God. I'll right? have words for that later. Yeah. Um, or or the hardcore yeah. war. Or yeah. the hardcore. Yeah. I don't, under, I don't understand why they would even think about putting this match on the pre-show. Like, that's dumb. This is going to, I think this is going to steal the show. Yeah, me too, man. I this was my show stealer. Um, I you know obviously I'm a big fan of both these guys. I've been a fan yeah. of this feud, so yeah, I'm I'd be disappointed if this got moved to the pre-show. Uh, I really would. That would be um, an error. Don't yes. do that. I know you're listening, Scott. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think they actually do listen to me either through this show or they read my stuff because a lot of some of my prophecies have been coming true lately. Uh, just yeah. want to put that out there. So sometimes, sometimes guys show up in your DMs. You never know who's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jim Miller had a sit down interview with uh, Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green. Eh, they mainly talked about Cardona hitting over the chair. She said she's fine with it, um, but that uh, Matt shouldn't be the underdog here. <laughs> They're kinky like that. She's yeah. fine with getting hit by the chair. Whatever. You should yeah. see what they do in private. Like, that's, that's, the way this, that's the way this interview came off to me. I know. <laughs> Chelsea, isn't it weird that Chelsea did the vast majority of the talking? He had got to be going heel, right? No, dude. So they're unlikable. So, These people are completely unlikable. They like, are. And and uh, somebody pointed out to us a few weeks ago that uh, when Cardona did an interview saying that him and Chelsea were the power couple of Impact, yeah. that was a heel thing to say. Like hundred percent. And they're so I think what they're doing is they're slowly turning him and Chelsea heel, and they're turning Morrissey babyface. And I think that's going to be the big flip there, which I thought was going to happen at Turning Point. It looks like it's probably going to happen at Hard to Kill or the weeks after, but I think that's what they're doing. Well, because the, the later in the show, you get that Stone Cold W. Morrissey promo. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know, man. It's, uh, I hope that's what, I hope that's what we're doing because it's not, not landing if it isn't, right? No. 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 Um, Mickey James joined the commentary table for the uh, upcoming match. We had uh, Deanna Perrazzo, um with Matthew Raywalt defeating AEW star. Mercedes Martinez, um, she uh, has come back to Impact for one night only to uh, to try to beat up Deanna Perrazzo, but she uh, she was not able to do that. When in fact this was actually taped like two months ago. So, um, <laughs> I I actually really enjoyed this match, and I thought the finish was very creative. I thought this was really cool. Where um, so I'll go ahead and go to the the finish here. Back in the ring, both women traded strikes until Perrazzo tried to bring down Martinez by the arm, only to get reversed into a pin for a two count. Martinez followed up with a couple of. Uh, 
Kamagoyes, but again, Peraza kicked out. Martinez uh, nailed a running knee and went for the kill, but Peraza reversed into the Venus de Milo and submitted Martinez for the win. I, I thought that was pretty good. Um, cool, cool finish. Uh, really good match. Um, Martinez time here is done. She is off to AEW and we're all set for the Texas death match on Saturday. Couple thoughts. One, Mickey looked absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't try to keep it, you know, PG for the free for the free show. Amazed, looked absolutely incredible. Um, this this is exactly what you do when you have a talent short term, right? When you're building someone to put your stars over, right? They put Mercedes over huge in that tournament, and mm-hmm. then she lost to Mickey, and then she loses to Diana on the way out. Does That's, business yep. like this is booking one on one. This is this whole thing. Everything they've done with Mercedes was really really smart. They came in, she's a legend. They built her up real strong, and then she in turn makes your big stars look big on the way out. That's right. it. Yeah. Did, um, you get, did you get Stryker telling Mickey that she has breakfast with one of the best in the world every morning? And I laughed. I'm like, she's better than Aldis. What are we, why are we kissing <laughs> Nick Aldis's ass? And he's not even in this company. What, no. what are we doing here? And then he like, just he just resigned with NWA. I'm just like, whatever. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. Of yeah. course he's going to resign with the NWA. I'm counting oh, yeah. out when no, he gets the, that belt back. I know there was a, I'm sure there was a big bidding war for Aldis. So, <laughs> I mean, like one of the, he's one of the best in the business. I'm like, Oh, okay. Oh, then again, strikers doesn't have a job anymore. So maybe he's looking for a new home, man. His, his commentary tonight was brutal. Terrible. I think, I think uh, his, the show tonight kind of validated their decision to oh. let him go. Yeah. He was, he was so bad all night long, just cliches and song lyrics and just phony. He is the phoniest mm-hmm. commentator. Goodbye. Good, good match though good yeah match. yeah no very good match best, um best women's match i saw on television this week i i, w- I would absolutely say uh, i think there was a pretty god-awful one that i saw last night on wednesday <laughs> they tried man they, they tried. tried yep um so after the match uh, mickey checked on martinez and had a face-to-face with Prazo, but since there's still a no touch clause uh they kept their cool so oh did you notice <laughs> this made me laugh um Mercedes gets her shoulders ripped off, right? Like, oh, she had the double surgery. So yeah. Mickey goes to check at her and she puts her hand right on the shoulder. <laughs> it's like, you're a good friend. Right? I know, right? Mercedes on there selling her shoulder because, like, oh, here, let me let me touch this and manipulate your shoulder joint. It's just <laughs> a little touch made me laugh. Yeah. Um, and next, we got the very first episode of All About uh, Me Too, a show with Cassie me, Lee. I, I, all about I, 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 I sorry, I, I. A show with Cassie Lee and Jesse McKay, a copy of uh, Madison Rain and uh, Tino Dashwood show. They talk trash. Uh, they said a bunch of stuff. Uh, they got into a bad conversation. And um, but yeah, so there you go. <laughs> who is who is their new second? I don't know. That dude is hilarious. I when him and when they when they cut away from the oh. girls and, and focused on him and Caleb, I laughed my ass off and I wasn't dude. planning on it. They were really funny. Yeah, he is the local guy. You remember when, um, so Jonah, it was, so Eric Young, his first match back, the jobber that he beat up. Yeah. That's that guy. That's him? Yeah. Oh, and then he, guy. he's funny. And then Jonah beat his ass a couple weeks ago too. So okay. he, yeah, he's a local Las Vegas job guy. He he is funny. Like this, him and Caleb absolutely stole that god awful brutal segment like (laughs) it was so bad i was ready to really hate it but then i found myself laughing at the end because those two were were really funny in a stupid (laughs) segment again caleb Conley makes everything better they don't pay him enough money absolutely uh backstage the physical therapist who wasn't dr ross 
Like it's not my guy, Dr. Ross. It's some other dude. Uh, I was, yeah, I know. I was checking on Josh Alexander after the altercation with a uh, Jonah. Um, Alexander was in pretty rough shape there, but uh, looks like he's gonna be good to go for Saturday. Um, next, we get Ace Austin and Madman Fulton uh, defeating Johnny Swinger and Hernandez in a complete uh, nothing squash match. But it, afterwards, they put a chair around um, Hernandez's shoulder and they did the whole concerto to it. And it looks like they're taking out Hernandez. Looks like he's also gone. I think this is a good night for Nikita Choloff. Um, yeah. I'm going to miss that joke. I like Johnny. I did just occur to me that Johnny Swinger is essentially dressed like 1984 Rock and Roll Express. That literally <laughs> yeah. just occurred to me tonight. Yeah. Uh, you know, it is what it is. I like Fulton and Austin. I really do. I think they're a strong tag team, and I'm surprised. I I like, it doesn't make any sense I, they haven't been the champions yet. No, I agree with that. And I think there's a great dichotomy. I think they do the big guy, little guy thing better than any combination I can remember in a long time, to be honest with you. I think I think we're leaving money on the table with these guys. I really do. Yep, me too. Uh, next, uh, Miller interviewed W. Morrissey about his match at Hard to Kill, and he was all about being alone and all that stuff, saying that when he was at rock bottom, there was nobody there for him. But now that he's at the top, people are trying to uh, be his friend again, and he's not interested. When he wins right. the title, yeah, when he wins the title on Saturday, he's going to be all alone, just how he likes it. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold W. Morrissey. I like people trying to throw up the dub, but I'm like, you know what? You just made yourself a catchphrase, my friend. Yeah. Nice thinking. <laughs> yeah. nice I think we're going to see some dubs on Saturday in the audience, uh, I'm sure. I, I think that was the plan, <laughs> yeah. and I think it's going to work. Yeah. Uh, it's a great promo. It's from one of the, oh, yeah. he, his promos have been really, really good here. Um, underrated in a lot of ways. I think that him coming to Impact was an interesting move at the time, and it was a gamble, and it, I think it's really paid off. I think that he could be very interesting in, in this 2022. I don't know where I want to look back when we do our year end show and really look at W Morrissey. Cause I think there's a lot of different things they could do with him this year. And I'm super, super curious to find out where they are. Yeah, man. I I'm pretty, I I've been very impressed with Morrissey since he's been an impact. And I think that you know, there's a lot of chatter online and it's a, a lot from people who don't watch impact. They were like, Oh, they're doing big casts in the main event. This is so stupid. No, it's not- yeah, yeah no, it, I get, and I get like, that. I get yeah. that. If you think it's big cast in the main event, that would be bad. You have to give this guy credit for reinventing himself, and he's mm-hmm. still in the process of re. That'd be like saying stunning Steve Austin is going to main event at WrestleMania. Pshaw, like right. You're not. You're not following. And again, I I get it. If you watch Matt Cardona, you would think there is no real creative in this company because they're just doing Zack Ryder continued. This is not that. This is mm-hmm. actually interesting. What we're doing with Cart with what's going up, what we're doing with Morrissey is actually interesting. Like we're building something here. He has been captivating. And I said it on the show when they brought him in. Why? Like that was my exact mm-hmm. words. I have been proven wrong and I'm happy to be proven wrong. No, yeah. Like I think this guy, I think this guy could and maybe should be the world champ by year's end. I I wouldn't shock me one bit to see this guy be the world champion. I I think he is that good. You know, maybe his in-ring can improve a little bit, but um, you know, I think it has. Yeah, me too. But his, his character, his presence, his look, everything about him has just gotten better since he's been an impact. Yeah. He's, he's such a far cry from that guy. WWE tried to make a thing, but really wasn't a thing. Like his instincts are better. His, his moveset is better. Like everything about this guy is better like he's got mm-hmm. a confidence here that he didn't have and quite frankly i think he may want to go back to wwe someday i think that would be a mistake because he would just go back to being big Cass. yeah right yep. i i i think he's like a, he's 
he's having a very he's not as good as as Galloway McIntyre, but it's like his reinvention is on that level. He's trying to push himself like Galloway did when he left. Mm-hmm. So you know, kudos to the man. Yeah, kudos to him. Um, and then we got our main event. And before we get into the main event, this should not have been a main event. <laughs> this like Martinez and Peraza should have been the main event, but instead, Impact decided they wanted Carl Anderson um, to go through the motions and phone it in against Heath, who seemingly was also going through the motions. Uh, at one point, I think they had like Carl uh, Anderson had Heath in an incorrect um, armbar like a, a poorly executed armbar for about a minute and a half at one point. I, I didn't have my stopwatch, but it seemed like it was forever. Uh, it's like he's never really been in a submission match. But, um, yeah, th- this, was, this was not good. I, it all led up to everybody from the hardcore war getting into it and having a big brawl to close the show. That's what they wanted. There just wasn't any heat. The fans didn't care. Um, I think the show was really good up until this point. Uh, it, it died off for me right here. I really don't feel like anyone cares about, it. and I'm not saying us. I really don't feel like the guys involved really are invested in this, mm-hmm. right? Like this is, I've never been less interested in the good. And I have, I like the good brothers, but oh I mean, yeah, like, me too. I truly feel like they're, it feels like since the AEW thing ended, it really seems like they have just been kind of going through the motions on this show. Mm-hmm. Like it really, it, I agree with you. I don't want to say Carl doesn't give a shit. Cause that's unfair, but it really didn't feel like he he brought his working boots on tonight. Yeah. It just seemed like both guys were kind of bored out there. Um, And then, and then even the, the guys in the hardcore war, they came out and they were just like no energy. There was no like sense of urgency. They weren't attacking each other. Like they were hitting each other with stuff, but it just seemed like, "Ah, I'm going to hit you with this. Uh, It just seemed like they were practicing. And these are veterans, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, like this is supposed to be setting up to our equivalent of a war game scenario. Right. It did not, it did not feel like that at all. Like I was just, I was really surprised how cold I was by the end of the show. Like absolutely yeah. Deanna and, and that whole thing that Deanna Martina, that Deanna Mercedes thing should absolutely have ended the show Yeah, because those girls were working and like the, the final angle with Mickey was solid and it was building up to a match that I'm interested in. And this didn't, didn't quite deliver on that. Yeah. It was leading to the match. That's likely the co-main event of the pay-per-view. Right. And since, since Moose and Morrissey and yeah. Cardona weren't, weren't um on weren't having matches this should have been perrazzo and martinez it really yeah. should have been unless they so. think the co-main event should be the hardcore war which i don't know why they would think that but maybe they do i i don't know i just it's like everybody in the match right now is a bit cold so super cold everybody's yeah. super cold in this match yeah like i forgot eddie edwards was in it until he ran out there yeah yeah, it's just it's not there's no real story to the match like they just are feuding out of nowhere and they, they it's like they had a match. So then they created the feud to get to the match that they wanted I, to have. And then they did it within a couple week time frame. Yeah, it does feel like that. It's just um, it's uninspiring. Yeah. So uh, overall, though, I say that I'm going to give the show a thumbs up, but I thought the, the main event, like the last 15 minutes of the show just should have been placed somewhere else. Right. I'm kind of thumbs in the middle to thumbs up. Like, um, I didn't think, I thought the first half of the show was super package heavy, which isn't a bad thing. They're selling me on a pay-per-view. The problem is I'm not invested in the main event. So you're trying to get me invested in a main event that I don't feel, I don't feel anything for. And then you end on something that I really don't care about, but the undercard is super interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, like Macklin Miguel is, is interesting to me. Um, and then same with, with the women's title match, the knockouts match. Like that's interesting to me. 
everything else in the show, like I know, I know, like in our chat, the people are super fired up for this. I'm, I'm not because I don't feel the, the the hardcore war and and this one aren't grabbing me. The the knockouts tag match is is going to be a it's gag match, it's a comedy match, it is what yeah. it is. But I can't say it excites me, you know. Well, uh, but we got Jonah and Josh Alexander, which I think that's going to be, be awesome. Okay, and I then, take that back. That's and gonna then. Be great. Uh, and then Jonathan Gresham versus Chris Saban. Oh, I, great. So, yes. Okay. This, yeah. Thank you. I was going to mention yep. this. Jonathan Gresham is coming to the show to defend the Ring of Honor World Championship. How about a five-minute promo? How about a two-minute promo? How about a headshot? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know like what? Just, they could have done. I know, I know these yeah. shows are taped in advance. <laughs> yeah. But you and can I, pick up your cell phone and mm-hmm. cut a promo and email it to them. Yes. And they could plug it into the show. You know, we could have gotten rid of one, we could have done one less promo package. All you had to do was a promo, and mm-hmm. I'd have been super excited for this match, but we couldn't get a promo from Jonathan Gresham. His no. wife is right there. You can't say to her, hey, can can Jonathan cut a promo and just, you know text it to us mm-hmm. like just, yeah they uh, it, they, not a fan. they not gave a fan. him a graphic and that was it and you know i think it speaks a lot to the fact that the deal just came together last week and so i agree I but still it. but I they have it. the opportunity hey they, iphone iphone 13 you can shoot movies on that damn thing now yes dude you can they they and they did that audio insert which you could tell if you come so you heard striker's voice so they edited the show they could pop in a two minute they could pop in a 30 second promo and you wouldn't have lost anything like like the inspiration and the influence wrestled for like wrestled over that thing for about a good 30 seconds. We could have cut half of that off and given a little something to Jonathan freaking Gresham mm-hmm. coming in like I, this. The Ring of Honor thing, I think it's a huge missed opportunity to build some interest in that. I think that's right. I think that's a blown opportunity. That's a huge mistake. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. I was surprised that we didn't see anything with Jonathan Gresham on the show. It just didn't. It doesn't make any sense to me. Missed opportunity. Maybe they'll get something going on, uh, on social media this week, a YouTube video or something. Let's let's well, let's some, pr- let's promote this. I guess there's some interesting social media stuff that we're gonna have to talk about on the on the Patreon show. That oh yeah. About. Oh yeah, yeah. We got some stuff. So hey, we are going to shut down. Yeah. But cool, man. You said you got a you got something to plug, man. What's what's going on? So um. Now Amazon allows comics to Ooh. be sold, right? And so I have this. Uh, when I made I made a movie in New Orleans in 2008. This is about three years after Hurricane Katrina, and I was at a bar and I heard a story from the locals. They told me that because uh, as you might remember during that whole thing, the police, had, some of the police had kind of gone bad and went a little rogue. So I heard a story that there were cops that were actually in like you know speedboats that were zipping around to the various houses because the floodwaters were so bad in the Ninth Ward that people were literally stuck on their houses and they were picking off dudes like criminals that they knew. They would just walk up, boom, and then move on to the next house. So I heard that and I'm like, damn, that would make a good story. <laughs> so it stayed in my head. And then I took this comic class in 2010 and we had to pitch ideas. It was on the spot. Pitch me an idea. So I, so I said, okay, undercover FBI agent gets stuck in Hurricane Katrina and these rogue cops are after him. And, you know, they don't know that he's an FBI agent. They think he's just a gang member. And they, they said, that's a good one. So, like, oh, <laughs> shit. Wow. All right. Yeah. So I went with it and uh, I put out this graphic novel in 2014 and it won a few uh, independent comic awards. And it's really kind of was supposed to have launched my comics career. And it, it just didn't happen in, for me in comics, but it's still a good book. So uh, Deluge is the story of an undercover FBI agent that's uh, it worked in a real life undercover ring. To, they were trying to organize crime in New Orleans so they could get everybody gone in one fell swoop. And then Hurricane Katrina came in and fucked everything up. 
and that actually did happen i just added the part with the rogue cops and you know it's uh so you got these like basically racist cops after this undercover fbi agent and this guy's running for his life and you know it's 24 hours clock is ticking and yeah it's super violent and it's uh it's been really well reviewed and i just haven't pushed it the last couple years now amazon's giving me the platform to kind of reintroduce it to people so it's live it's three mini series and it's uh, it's something i'm real proud of and it's on sale now you can get it now now. Hmm? okay i'll I'll send you the link send me the link Mm -hmm. and then if uh if you're listening to this if you're a patreon subscriber and you want this dm me it's three ninety nine and three ninety nine for the first issue. You know, it's uh, yeah. like I said, it's a book. I'm it's, art's really great. My buddy Richard Clark did the art tours on it, and I'm very proud. Uh, our our show for this week. Uh, if you're a Patreon subscriber, stick around. We're gonna get to you guys in a little bit with uh with some news, and then we'll we'll give our predictions for Hard to Kill. So stick around for that. But if you're on the free feed, hey, thanks for joining us, and especially if you're a new subscriber, uh, please download, give us a review, tell your friends to join us over here, join in on the fun, man. Uh, we're having a good time with the show. We love the show. Five-star reviews, only five-star reviews. You yeah, got a four-star yeah. review, you keep that crap. We only want yeah. those fives. Yeah, yeah. Give the four-star reviews to Bruce Pritchard and Eric Bischoff. Give that yeah. to them. Give us the five-star reviews, please. So, hey, that's going to do it for this, us this week on the free feed. So we'll talk to you guys later. And Patreon, stick around.